You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. Ace Ventura Pet Detective was a hit comedy in the 90s. But for a real pet detective in Miami, there's not much clowning around in the race to reunite lost animals with their owners. Zoo2 reporter Emily Oz has the story. This is our potential match. She's an aspiring veterinarian. Actually caught in a trap. It was a stray. But between college classes, 22-year-old Melissa Pimentel plays detective. I'm a volunteer calling from Miami-Dade Animal Services. I had a couple questions regarding your lost cat. If you One phone call and flyer at a time, she's reuniting animals and owners who have lost each other in the hustle and bustle of South Florida. Marlo is missing in Miami after digging a hole under his fence. I just want my dog back. I miss him. I don't have any kids, and I just want my dog back. I'm going to give it a try. So, you know, the more people that you have working on it, the better. Pimentel is so passionate about this stack of unsolved case files. There's a lot of them that she's enlisted help. One year ago, she started the Pet Detective Club, recruiting volunteers to be more eyes, ears, and helping hands for lost dogs and cats. Is it a male? It's a husky. The volunteers are shown how the shelter handles all incoming animals. Here you can see we have all the boards for the lost dogs and the found dogs. Volunteers are taught to scour lost and found websites to find those potential matches. At least if I know that someone's home, trying, searching, uh, my motto is the more eyes, the better. I tend to be more of a caller. I call, I see flyers, I call, and I actually give them tips or I tell them, if you haven't put in a flyer at the shelter, email me information, I'll do it for you. The investigating is paying off. The club has reunited 45 animals with their families. Seeing that reunion is worth all the time and effort. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen a dog do backflips. She might have fallen on her head a couple of times, but she did the backflips because she was so excited. And those backflips lead to this, a trip back home, where a pet detective's dedication turns into a win-win situation. <laughs> the Marco children are thrilled to have their playmate back. I told them that I had a surprise for them at home, and it was her, so they were very happy. They started giving her kisses and hugs. Chuchi, their three-year-old schnauzer, was missing for a month. The pet detectives put the pieces of that puzzle back together when they spotted the family's internet posting the same day the dog was turned into the shelter. What I say is that little things may make big things happen. So just with a little effort, she, she made you know, a family happy. Not only one, a lot of families happy. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, but it can be done. In Miami, for Zoo2 Pet News, I'm Emily Oz. And it is a race to find that needle in a haystack. There's a limited amount of time that a shelter can care for an animal before it's euthanized. If you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, go to the news section at Zoo2.com or send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. There are more than 60 million feral cats living on the streets of the United States. It's a problem stemming from irresponsible owners who never spay or neuter their felines and then later abandon them outside. But as Lee Gordon tells us, one woman has made it her mission to curtail the cat population in Tallahassee, Florida. You could say Dr. Carrie Hyde is the cat lady. Everyone else calls her that. But for good reason. After completing a Ph.D. in animal behavior, Hyde was drawn to controlling the feral cat population. From there, Meow or Never was formed, a company that helps those in North Florida with trap, neuter, return for both feral and stray cats. 
We take them to the vets, we get them um, evaluated, vaccinated for rabies, and we get them spay and neutered. And uh, we keep them for a short recovery time, and then we release them back out to their original colony right where we trapped them at. Carrie does most of the work out of her apartment, but has created a MySpace page that allows people a crash course on what to do in order to control the cat population in North Florida and South Georgia. And what started out as a hobby of sorts has turned into a full-blown career. I get five or six phone calls a day about feral cats. You know, what should I do? How do I do trap, neuter, return? Um, how can I get involved? How can I volunteer with your organization? Different things like that. This cat stayed for three days at Hyde's apartment. He stayed in a protected cage, well taken care of the whole time. And then, when he was ready to go, Hyde drove back to where she rescued the cat. And just like that, he was back in his original habitat. They're considered basically wildlife. I mean, some of them are stray, you know, some are old, you know, people's, or used to be people's pets, and, uh, but most of them are just feral. They've learned to live on their own out in the wild. Some stories like this guy are easy. Others are a little more complicated. He got a call from a, uh, a car dealership down off of South Monroe Street, and they had a feral cat who was coming through the AC ducts and coming into the building in the middle of the night setting off the security alarm. Well, she also had a litter of kittens in the AC ducts, and so it was literally raining kittens in, at the car dealership. They were coming through the AC ducts and, you know, falling down onto people's desks. <laughs> Just another day in the life of the cat lady, doing her part to help the cat population of the world. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Lee Gordon. Trap, neuter, return programs stop reproduction, which also fights the spread of feline diseases. Dr. Carey says they have found more than 98% of the local ferals to be very healthy and also disease-free as a result. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. You think Westminster Dog Show and you think well-bred, well-trained, and well-quaffed. But before reaching the bright lights of this year's competition, some of the participants overcame some rather dark pasts. You may remember Uno as the 2008 winner of the Westminster Kennel Club's Best in Show. But three dogs traveled a highly unlikely road to their first Westminster competition in 2009. We met them as they prepped for Madison Square Garden, including another beagle, three-year-old RJ. We were up day and night. We drove through neighborhoods where the police stopped us and said, you really shouldn't be here. That warning came last May when RJ was lost for a week on the crime-infested streets of Santa Ana, California. He was injured and starving after being hit by a car. Then gangbangers and others in the neighborhood banded together to help find RJ, who had snuck out a hotel window. But the ordeal couldn't keep him from Westminster. Oh, you're going to make me cry. It's an incredible feeling to have this dog go through what he went through and have him be a show dog still and make me as happy as he's made me has just been, it's been a blessing. Another most unexpected Westminster entrant is Brendan, this three-year-old border collie from Maine. He was going to be euthanized last December by his former owner after biting a few people and being overly aggressive toward other dogs. The gentleman that had him said that he was going to quote-unquote kill him. But Brandon has since been rescued and rehabbed. He has never shown any aggression while I've had him. He's good with the other dogs, he's good with, he loves my seven-year-old son, and uh, he's just been wonderful. Westminster's the last place you'd have expected to find Sydney, this three-year-old Tibetan terrier from Delaware. In December of last year, she was mauled in her yard by a bobcat. There was pools of blood everywhere, and I couldn't find Sydney, 
and I saw her standing and then she just collapsed and she was in shock and bleeding very heavily and I really thought I'd lose her on the way to the vet. Doctors first predicted death, but Sydney survived. Then vets expected a leg amputation or at least a permanent limp. Guess again. Sydney went on to be judged the number three Tibetan in the country. I brought her outside, put her down, figured she'd drag the leg and she took a couple of tentative steps and she took off and ran and ran with my other Tibetan and she hasn't stopped. She's a miracle. These are real dogs and, and the fact that they can overcome these things talks about the dedication of the people who are their families and, and we think it's great stories, all three of them. Most often, of course, this Westminster show is associated mainly with competition and winning, but after RJ's ordeal, his owner says she's learned a lesson far more important about life. Basically, you cannot judge a book or a neighborhood by its cover. Just because there's preconceived notions of how a place is going to be doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be. And that when it involves an animal, most people open up their hearts. He's happy. He enjoys what he's doing. And I, and I think that's just a remarkable achievement. Their owners weren't expecting these dogs to win titles just yet. So champions, maybe not. But winners, nonetheless. This year's Westminster Field includes 170 breeds and varieties, but you can bet none has beaten the odds to get there as much as those dogs you just met. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com, and we always invite your own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. So how can a cat stand out when she's among six in her family? Well, one way would be to do something distinctive, like, say, play the piano. No, we're serious. Nora developed her talent on her own after spending her days observing her mom give piano lessons to young students. Her newfound hobby came as a surprise to her family. We hear the sound while we're upstairs, and it, instead of the walking across the keys, it's repeated notes, and it's going, dun, 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 you know, kind of like that. But the family learned that Nora's spark of creativity was no accident. We go on the stairs, and Nora is sitting on the piano chair and playing, was playing like a little person. And she looks up at us, and we're like, wow, Nora, that's so cool. And she, the look, it almost looked like she was sort of going like, so, well, yeah, like what, like, yeah. And then she looked back at the piano and started doing it more. And she has not stopped since. Nora doesn't mind a little musical accompaniment now and then. While the rest of the family's cats retreat to the bedroom when students are over, Nora will spend hours hanging out at the family's spare piano, just waiting to join in on a duet. But Nora does have certain standards, and is only willing to share setter stage with human musicians. She tends to make that preference known. And sometimes, like all great artists, she needs a little alone time to get it right. The best time she plays and the most elaborate playing she does is when we are not in the room. It's really exciting. We'll be down in the art studio and you'll hear it sounds like there's a jazz pianist upstairs. Interest in Nora's musical hobby prompted her family to post videos of her on YouTube. She has several productions under her belt and continues to remain active in the recording community. One video has garnered more than 12 million views. Nora has been featured on several television shows and even once had a shot of making it onto a Japanese channel. She would not play for them. It's pretty horrible for us, you know. They're here from Japan. She hardly played. Sometimes, though, people get lucky to catch Nora when she's in the mood to strike a note or two. Can you play some more? 
To view Nora's original YouTube clip, log on and search for Nora the Piano Playing Cat. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zootube.com, and we always encourage your own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, more of this week's pet news stories. A pet cemetery near New York City is getting international attention. It's been ranked among the world's top ten places to rest, alongside the Taj Mahal in India and the Great Pyramids in Egypt. Pet Pulse reporter Nancy Perlinet takes us inside the walls of the world-famous Hartsdale Pet Cemetery. Perched on a hill about 20 miles north of New York City, an unofficial wonder of the world, now in the international spotlight. Hartsdale Pet Cemetery, the oldest operating pet cemetery in the world. A popular international guidebook company called Lonely Planet has just selected Hartsdale as one of their quote-unquote top ten places of rest in their 2009 Best of Travel book, putting Hartsdale in a category alongside the Great Pyramids of Egypt and the Taj Mahal in India. It's overwhelming. It was completely unexpected, and we're obviously thrilled and very excited and very honored since 1896, animal lovers have come to Hartsdale to lay their pets to rest. It's really as simple as they've had a loss, uh, and this is, this is what they want to do to make them feel better. Ed Martin and his family have run Hartsdale since 1974, with 70,000 animals buried here in about 35,000 grave sites. They've known for a long time this place was something special. The business, if that's what it is, is really not uh, digging a hole in the ground and putting a pet in a casket. Really what you're in the business of doing is making feel better. That, that's the goal. It's more about them than it is about us. Whatever they want to do, 
they can do, because again, this is about all making them feel a little bit better in a time of grief. The Martins say it's always been a unique and intimate community. This group of pet owners who choose to give their loved ones a burial similar to something we humans would have. Among them, celebrities like Mariah Carey, Broadway stars, sports heroes, and even an Austrian princess who laid to rest a beloved pet tiger back in 1912. Very caring people. Uh, otherwise, they just wouldn't come here. They would dispose of their pet in uh, another manner. The Lonely Planet editors picked up on that, too, telling Zutu, quote, Of course, the Taj Mahal and Pyramids of Giza would be on our list, but we know travelers like to see and experience unique places. Hartsdale is the oldest pet cemetery in the U.S., and as unique as it pays tribute to Americans' love of their pets. It just came as a complete surprise to us, and to be among the Taj Mahal and the, um, the Great Pyramids of Egypt is just, it's overwhelming. From a private viewing, to the selection of a casket, to a gravesite service, a funeral at Hartsdale has all the trappings of a cemetery for people. They also run a crematory for those who prefer that option. Once you suppress your sorrow, it makes it a lot worse. And I, I really feel that's the role that the cemetery plays here. This is Nancy Perla for Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV. While cemetery officials say they're flattered by their recent accolades, they stress that first and foremost, Hartsdale is a sacred place. Rather than a destination for curious visitors, it honors those four-legged friends that have passed on. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, we invite you to the news section of Zoo2.com, and we always invite your own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. To spread awareness about the importance of adoption and animal rescue, the Humane Society of the United States has created a new video game. With the help of a company called Legacy Interactive, the Humane Society is teaching kids how to work toward a better world for animals around the globe. Pet Pulse reporter Lee Gordon has more. Kaylee Williams loves her dog Molly. Her parents, Jean and Stacy, count on her to take care of the dog. Now, through the years, Kaylee has learned the value of raising the animal, but now she's taking it to a new virtual level. Isn't playing with the animals fun? That's why I love my job. With you around, we'll have happy and friendly pets in no time. It's a new game called Pet Pals, A New Leash on Life, and it allows kids like Kaylee to learn how to take care of a virtual animal. If you show the animal some love, they'll show it right back to you. It's getting to be really friendly thanks to you. When I play with them, I get to flow them the frisbee. This game's given her more of an appreciation, really, for some problems animals have, the struggles they have to go through. It's a great educational tool for teaching children about animal rescue and the importance of adoption. The game, which was created by the Humane Society of America and Legacy Interactive, also allows you to play the role of veterinarian, diagnosing, treating, caring for, and eventually adopting 15 different types of animals, including cats, dogs, parrots, and chinchillas, using more than 40 different kinds of medical tools. Sometimes I give them shots and sometimes I give them medicine. The goal of the game is to nurse back to health all of the animals that are admitted to the facility and ultimately to place them in loving forever homes. I know it's uncomfortable, but it will help. I promise. Kaylee spends hours preparing her animal for adoption by training, grooming, petting, and playing with them until they're ready to be fostered. And when Kaylee does a good job, she's given more responsibilities with more difficult tasks to handle. It's a neat thing with animals because you get to go several different kinds of animals. You get to treat them. You get to interact with them. 
uh, play with them, do a lot of neat things, treat them. So from that perspective, yeah, I think it's basically any kid who can use a computer, it's great for them. The Humane Society hopes that parents do their part to educate children on how to properly treat animals, and with games like Pet Pals, kids like Kaylee can learn at a young age just how precious her furry friends can be. Kaylee is just one of millions of kids around the world with a family pet. She's always done her part to help Molly, and now she has a better understanding of what it takes to care for her dog. And it's all thanks to a video game that gives her dog a new leash on life. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Lee Gordon. Right now, the game is only available online at hsus.org. But the hope is that the game will draw enough interest to be marketed for the Wii video game system. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zutu.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.